Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome into another edition of the Cores and Courts podcast. We are back. We've had some uh, technical issues, a little bit. Things were changing behind the scenes, but we're back. We're ready to go. Another episode here talking some NFL with, of course, my two guys, Harrison Chow, who is now back stateside after his European adventures. And then, of course, Luis Bronner, the German track superstar, NFL super fan, who's still over across the pond, but actually not in Germany. Where, where are you at, Luis, right now? You're at another fancy training camp touring the world. Where are you at? Yeah, I think every time we're talking, I'm in training camp. <laughs> so right now I'm in Tenerife in Spain. Um, pretty good conditions, nice weather, really warm. So life could be worse. Yeah, that's for sure. I was looking at pictures while we were waiting for Harrison to join. I, was, I mean, I'd heard of it before, but that place looks absolutely beautiful. So yeah, I would, even though yeah, it is. Florida weather right now, looking outside, it's an absolutely gorgeous day. I think I would happily trade with you. Harrison, how's it feel to be back in the States? You were just venturing around Europe for two months. Are you adjusting yet? You know, um, slowly acclimating to, I guess, normal, normal life again. I didn't really miss Europe. I think about it every day, but it's, it's good to be back in the, in the USA, you know, especially being able to watch NFL football at a time where uh, I could still be awake. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not on in the middle of the night like Luis does, staying up until seven in the morning, catching all the highlights after the Sunday night game ends. Yeah, that's the best thing. Like just last weekend, uh, I watched, uh, that's the past Sunday, I watched the games uh, until like uh, 2 a.m., I think, and had to and my flight my flight to, to Spain when at 6 a.m. or stuff like that, I had to travel to the airport. So I got in like two solid hours of sleep before before traveling to Spain. Uh, that's pretty nasty stuff. So yeah, being in the US right now and watching football is pretty pretty good. I think. Okay, we can switch. You come over here. I'll go to Tenerife. You can watch all the yeah, okay. all the Browns lines that you want. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So let's jump into it. The NFL again has been an absolutely tipsy, turvy, crazy season you had the titans look like they were the best team in the league they go and just lose to the texans the absence of derrick henry finally shows up rears its ugly head they have a terrible performance Uh, i don't know what to make of the vikings are they actually that good or do they just get lucky or is their luck so good that they could actually be zero and 10 but then they beat aaron Rodgers after he throws you know for four touchdowns what the heck's going on there the a week after the, the Packers, you know, win a game without making any solid offensive plays and Aaron Rodgers throwing picks in the end zone, then they come back and he does well and they lose. So the NFL makes no sense to me. Obviously, a lot of these teams, I think, are kind of just all together. We don't even know who's really good. That's the question. You look at what the Bills have done. They were probably the AFC favorite for a while. They lose to the Jaguars. They put up that terrible performance this week. So my question to start off for you guys is, who do you think is good, basically? I'm going to give you – give me your best team in the NFC and your best team in the AFC right now. Luis, will start with you because I honestly don't know what to make of it, especially the AFC. It's so convoluted. It feels like everybody's just 500. So, Luis, best AFC team, best NFC team right now. Yeah, I mean, we really have to ask, what is the NFL right now? You can't 
you can really you can look forward predicting scores like it's always it are always such tremendously crazy games uh, we are watching the last weeks so coming to the nfc first you know what my call is it has to be the arizona cardinals uh, they showed up big time against seattle missing why am i not again, surprised one <laughs> missing once again qb Kyler murray right receiver deandre hopkins running back chase edmonds um and doing well throughout that adversity and um so the nine and two record best record in the nfl right now so nfc is all arizona cardinals for me um that should be no surprise and going to the afc um i honestly honestly still think it's the titans um because really? yeah the, those are that is my pick um i mean that that lost to the texans last week was yeah <laughs> it was something else uh, they really got upset 22 to 13 and missing running back derrick henry um doesn't make the the whole thing much better for them but they've proven before that they can that this team and the system can work without Derrick Henry. And I think if Ryan Tannehill recovers and um, is, uh, gets more consistent of to getting the ball to like AJ Brown, Julio Jones, um, I think they're really a contender in the, in the AFC. And so I'm going, I'm going Titans over, over Patriots. That's my pick. All right, the team that lost to the Jets and the Texans. Got it. <laughs> let's, let's just wait. Harrison, what about you? All right, so in the NFC, look, I know they're on a two-game losing streak, and I can't believe I'm saying this. This is your team, Sean. This is, uh, it's, it has to be the Rams, I think. Uh, I think right now they're just implementing a bunch of fantastic new players into that system. Stafford has had a couple iffy games here and there, but – Again, when you're bringing in such star talent into the team, it takes a little bit to acclimate. And I think once they're able to fire on all cylinders, they're easily going to be the best team um, in the entire league. Obviously, you know, last game they got blown out by Garoppolo and the boys out West. Um, and the game before that, they lost the uh, ranking-wise and seeding-wise the number one team uh, with, the, with the Titans. But I think they'll bounce back. This is a big week for them. They play against my Packers. And, uh, you know, I think with more practice, with more time that that offense has integrating in Odell, obviously the loss of Robert Woods hurts. And now players like Van Jefferson have to step up. But the defense, I mean, when you have Aaron Donald and, and Von Miller breathing down your neck, uh, that's just a really, really scary combination. If you want to throw out deep, you're going to pretty much have to take away half the field because you got Jalen Ramsey out there just hawking every ball. So I think the Rams right now um, are looking – you know, not not too good, but I still think they're the best team in the NFC. Uh, obviously, they're not record-wise the best team in the division, but for me, I, I just don't know. You know, like the, the Cardinals are a fantastic team, but obviously they're down a lot of players right now. They're they're sustaining a lot of injuries. They kind of remind me of the Pittsburgh Steelers a few years back when uh, you know Juju was TikToking after every win and. <laughs> They yeah, were just firing. Start. Yeah, they were doing really well, but then things started to ease off in the second half of the season. So we'll see what happens when Kyler gets back. And obviously, you got DeAndre Hopkins, Chase Esmond's like, you know, as Luis says, everyone's coming back. We'll see how um, they're able to play 
but NFC, I got the Rams. Now the AFC, definitely, you know, by far this is a surprise pick, but I think the best team has to be the Patriots right now. I mean, my opinion, they're on a five-game winning streak. You got Bill Belichick cursing some kind of voodoo magic on Mac Jones. <laughs> the man at a press conference, I saw a video recently on Twitter when he had started in the summer during training camp, he was very happy, very jovial, asking and responding to every uh, or responding to every question that was being asked very happily. But now the man is, you know, he sold his soul to the organization. So all of his responses are, you know, Bill Belichick-esque. And uh, I think with him and the way that McDaniels has that offense and the revolving carousel of running backs that just seem to been working for them for the past 20 years. Ridiculous. Uh, Who the heck is Ramondre Stevenson? I see. That's the thing. Like there's a new running back every week. I, I swear. And, and the thing is it's the Patriot way. We know how that works. They just needed somebody that was able to run the offense that they wanted. And, and they got a great uh, player in Mac Jones. Uh, I just want to pull this up. The last five games that they've played, they pretty much blown out every single opponent. Uh, you know, they shut out the Falcons 25-0. They beat the Browns 45-7, beat the Panthers 24-6. And then they won a really close game against the Chargers. Obviously, that's a, that's a good team as well. And then blew out the Jets. Now, I know those are not necessarily the best teams, but if you're playing against really sorry teams, you should be blowing them out. And who would have thought that the Patriots would, you know, have such a prolific offense uh, half, almost a little halfway through the season. So I'm going to go with them right now. Uh, they're really hot. And, yeah, those are the two teams I got. Yeah, it really pains me to say it that I think I might agree with you that the way the Patriots are playing, you know, they're top five in DVOA and defensive DVOA. It's really where that team is running from. And you look back at some of the years, obviously everybody talks about Tom Brady and he's the GOAT. And, you know, they had a lot of those crazy offensive years where, you know, him and Randy Moss were hooking up for 50 touchdowns, but they lost the Super Bowl that year. You look back at some of the teams and the way they won that kind of gets overlooked is Belichick's defense. A lot of those teams were based on just, like you said, shutting teams down, the classic Belichick thing of we're going to take away the best thing that your offense does and make you win other ways. And I think that's exactly what this defense is doing now, like you said, Harrison, shutting out, you know, a bad Falcons team, but at least it was a team that was putting up points. Matt Ryan, given all of his fourth quarter collapses and everything that's been going on with that Atlanta team, they're at least putting up points and in games and being competitive and absolutely just got destroyed, dismantled multiple interceptions, all three quarterbacks they threw out there through a pick. Um, that defense is scary right now. So, Sean, we just we, we talked a couple of weeks ago about Josh Rosen. He just came in for the Falcons last quarter, threw an interception, and he went out again. So <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, I think maybe I was wrong on Josh Rosen. I'm willing to finally admit that there's no there's no more hope. Josh Rosen, we, we all tried our best to give him multiple opportunities, but it's over for Josh. Yeah, I think that defense is really, really scary and the best in the AFC, especially with what, you know, kind of the downfalls of what the uh, AFC North is doing. You saw the Browns were the hottest team for a while. Baker's so banged up that they can't even move an offense down the field. They can't score against the Lions of all teams. The Ravens without Lamar are a completely different team. They look apathetic against the Bears, even though they win that game. That rushing attack is so based on Lamar's ability to throw and give that throw, dual threat to keep the defense honest. Without it, they're, they've got nothing going on there. Cincinnati's been up and down. No one really would consider them as a Super Bowl contender at this point. Same thing with the Steelers. Ben has shown his inconsistencies. He's 
aging in front of all of our eyes and that defense is banged up enough that I don't consider them to really win a bunch of games. So yeah. And then with the, what the bills have done, it's, I really have tried to look at every single team and talk myself into one of them. And I think all of it still points to the Patriots are the best right now, but there's one sneaky team that neither one of you mentioned. that has been overlooked all season and, and kind of like what Harrison has said, he's looking forward to happen with the Cardinals of, okay, hot start, but how do you finish? I think you're going to get the reverse of that with the chiefs. I think everybody's overlooking the chiefs. Mahomes had his struggles in the beginning. That offensive line's banged up. Not the same that it was last year, even though like we all saw what happened in the Super Bowl when that offensive line isn't right. Mahomes uh, isn't the same player, which is same for any quarterback in the league. But this Chiefs team is finally getting a click in. They won a game with their defense, which is mind blowing to me after how bad that defense was. You know, as things get colder, if Mahomes has an off game, now they have that ability to win a game on the other side of the ball. And it was against a really solid offense in the Cowboys. So I'd be if you made me pick. I'd probably lean Patriots right now, but I don't want to pick the Patriots because I hate them. And like Harrison said, they just sign deals with the Devils and disrupt, you know, a young person's mind like Mac Jones and corrupt him and turn it into the Patriot way. And it's so annoying. So get out of my face with the Patriots winning more Super Bowls. I don't need any of that in my life. I've seen it enough. So I'm going to go Chiefs in the AFC. And I think we're going to see this first half of the season. A lot of people are going to be like, oh, why did we? discount the chiefs again. Like they're going to end up with maybe home field advantage or at least up until the AFC championship. And everyone's going to be like, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. This chiefs team should be the favorite in the AFC. Maybe they start getting hot here and they become the team that we thought they were. And then the NFC, I probably lean. I really like that Rams pick Harrison. Obviously the way they're playing, isn't how they have been playing. You know, the potential is what you're betting on there with some of those new pieces. And they just need to go back to the offense. They were, running a little bit more in the beginning of the season. You know, they're doing too much drop back with Stafford. That offense is based on the play action. It's based on establishing the run, moving the pocket, doing some of those little different things, not just three-step, five-step drop. Let me find Cooper Cup because Robert Woods is injured. And, oh, now Odell's here. I need to force him the ball. It's, you know, kind of a stat sheet that throws the ball everywhere, get Michelle more involved. Henderson was dealing with a concussion. Maybe he gets a little bit healthier. They get that run game going. But right now, I think it is still the Cardinals. After what they just did with Colt McCoy in Seattle, that was really, really impressive. They might tail off. I agree with you. But I think if I, you made me pick right now, I'd go Cardinals and then the Chiefs. What do you guys feel about the Chiefs, though? Do you think that we're going to look back and think we're all stupid, that we overlooked this? Luis, what do you think about the Chiefs? Can they right the ship, or are they not as good as we thought they were? So the first thing that came to my mind when you when you talk to the Chiefs um, – was that in their Super Bowl year two years ago? They also started six and four, uh, which they which they have done this year too. So now they are seven and four, I think. Um, so no way to count them out. I mean, they are still a great team. They pretty much kept their kept their base team together for for years now. Um, all those good good players on offense and defense. I mean, uh, of course, we got to mention that the defense is is lacking a bit of of. Yeah, their playing ability the last weeks. So um, that's pretty much the weak point of of this whole team. Uh, but I think when you when you got to name a guy in the NFL that is able to come back to to step step out big time um, and turn this thing around, then that's Patrick Mahomes. Um, I mean, he hasn't lost his talent from one day to the to the other. So um, yeah, I'm pretty pretty optimistic that that they. Uh, at least going to finish the season well. And I'm pretty, 
Yeah, and I'm looking forward to see how far they can go. And I really think they can go to the Super Bowl if if they if they find a way to figure out um, how they how they get their defense working again. Um, because the offense, uh, once Patrick Mahomes is back uh, as strong as he once was, um, is an absolute weapon. And if the defense gets to a certain level, then I think um, I think you could be right, Sean. I think uh, that could be a pretty solid pick in the AFC. Harrison, you think the uh, if you had to pick one team from the AFC West, are you going to go with the Darling Chargers with their hot start and the Chiefs as the slow start, or do you think the Chiefs kind of right the ship, restore balance, and we kind of see a little bit more of Herbert coming down to earth and Mahomes ascending? Which team would you rather go with in the AFC West? You know, it's tough to say. Actually, I feel like this year more than ever when I look at the AFC, it, it's really uh, it's really a toss up. Because there's so many teams that are kind of similar in a way. Um, obviously, the top teams all have a specific system. But there's just something about the Chiefs that, you know, I, I do I think they're going to win out the rest of their schedule? Probably. They might drop one game, but the, the rest of the schedule that they have is pretty, uh, pretty easy. They play the Broncos twice, the Raiders, and then there's a tough game, obviously, at home against the Chargers. Uh, and then away at the Steelers, and they play the Bengals. So they do drop drop a game it might be just one but my my issue is you know looking at that defense it you know as a Packers fan it always reminds me of really prolific offenses that are able to put up numbers but the thing is is that they're just still not putting up the numbers that they're used to you know I know a couple weeks ago they dropped I think like 40 plus against the Raiders but with that team to rely week in and week out on a defense especially in the postseason um, to get you some some stops, especially when the offense is still not firing at 100%. That's something that I really am keen on within the next couple of weeks because for me, I think that's going to really determine how well they're going to do in the postseason. And obviously, I think with any other sport, uh, the NFL more than any, anything, you see hot teams, uh, when they do ride into the playoffs, they have a, a tremendous amount of success. So we'll, we'll see. I, I still don't. It's tough to say, you know, if, if I was a betting man, which I'm no longer a betting man, but uh, I don't think I'd put my money on the Chiefs this year. Um, I still think there's a lot of other teams that could give them, you know, a run for their money. And I do really like the, the Ravens a lot. Um, I'm a big believer in Lamar. And, you know, year after year, as, as you as you go against these che- these teams, you realize that the Chiefs are the best. Every team, every every offseason, every NFL draft, the way that they draft their defenses, the way that they work their offensive schemes, you know, it's always trying to mimic the best team. And so I think that's one of, another reason that Mahomes isn't having the best year possible. It's just now more than ever, you have all these years of footage on him and just really trying to work some some schemes that he's not used to seeing. I actually saw a video recently of Mahomes saying that He's only, uh, it was actually on LeBron's uh, HBO show, the, the, the shop, where he was saying that he's only just starting to uncover and, and understand defensive schemes more. Because before, <laughs> even when he won the Super Bowl, he was just playing the game of football. He, you know, he didn't really know what was going on. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I would have to go with the Ravens, in my opinion, but um, it, it's all dependent on the Chiefs defense, I feel like. Yeah. And like you said, what I want to harp on there is so many times we see it's just who's hot, right? Or you see it in 
the NBA playoffs has nothing to do with the regular season. It's who's the best player on the floor, which, you know, you got to have a guy like Luka Doncic with a bad team and he goes against, you know, the Clippers and Luka's so good that he can win you a couple games by himself. Or you see it in the hockey playoffs where, oh, somebody just had a really hot goalie. That's why they won. And I think we do the same thing with the NFL where it's, you kind of trust the quarterback more than the team, right? When it's a do or die situation, it's a playoff game. It's which quarterback you actually trust to make the play. So I'm going to give you a couple just rapid fire. Who would you rather have quarterbacking your team in the playoffs this season? First one up, would you rather have Josh Allen or Kirk Cousins? Now they're both top. I think they're right next to each other in passing yards this season, both 21 passing touchdowns. One of them has thrown two interceptions this season. The other one's thrown eight. Do you know which one has thrown the two interceptions? Josh Allen. Yeah. No, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins currently has yeah, a 21 to two touchdown to interception ratio. Just comes up that Lord. huge win against the Packers. Who would both of you, I'll start with Luis just really quickly, and then we'll go to Harrison, and I'll keep going with a couple other quarterback pairs. Who would you rather trust in the playoffs, Josh Allen or Kirk Cousins this season? I honestly go all the way with Josh Allen because <laughs> one, uh, Kirk Carson isn't made for prime time and playoffs <laughs> is all about prime time. So I wouldn't, I, wouldn't I like how that narrative has even got of, its way to Germany. Like the Kirk Cousins <laughs> added prime time narrative is intercontinental. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. If the Packers Vikings game was a prime time, uh, the field goal for the Vikings in the end uh, would have been missed. It would have been missed. It went to overtime, and the Packers had won that game. That's <laughs> true. Facts. <laughs> facts. Um, and my second point is that um, that Josh Allen gives you such a variety of of, of options. Uh, he's he's uh, the much greater running quarterback. Um, he's more physical. Um, and I think right now, Kirk Cousins is really showing up because of the offense he got, because of Justin Jefferson, uh, he can rely on. And um, if you put if you put um, Josh Allen in a, in a more working offense right now with a with a better running back, I think Zach Moss and Singletary both don't really work uh, up to this point in the season um, for them as a running game. And if you put Josh Allen in a better in a better system in a better uh, offense, then it's all the way Josh Allen for me. Harrison, which one are you going with? This is crazy. This is crazy. I can't believe I'm saying this. Right? I don't. I don't know. I don't know why. You know, I've I've never. It's tough to support uh, any player on any NFC North team, but you know, if if I'm just really thinking about Kirk Cousins, he he doesn't show up, but he also does because I just. I think back to the times where I've seen Kirk Cousins be clutch and actually win, you know, a big game here or there. Obviously, he played very well the the last game. He ended up, uh, I think, that week with like a the number two uh, PFF grade uh, for all quarterbacks, like a ninety out of one hundred. I'm pretty sure, right behind Brady. So, I think also with that team in particular. Uh, I mean, I, I know the question was for quarterbacks, but I just have to say I think the Vikings are by far the best they might be the best five and five team I've, I've ever seen because they just have <laughs> such a plethora of, of offensive weapons. Um, you know, their defense is also extremely solid. The games that they've lost this season are, you know, all pretty much heartbreakers yeah. uh, besides a few. And, you know, looking at Josh Allen, he's still really young. I haven't seen him necessarily prove himself uh, in the postseason. you know, besides a, a win, 
But I think right now, looking at that team, there's just so many problems. Um, I don't necessarily know what's going on. So, uh, you know, hopefully Doug uh, figures that out. But I think if you're looking at the Bills, they haven't really had many impressive wins. You know, that, that division, um, you have two, two teams in that division that are pretty much free wins in the, in the Jets and the Dolphins. Uh, and, and I don't, I don't personally think that the bills have had any impressive wins this year. It's going to be tough to see, but I got to go with, uh, you like that Kirk cousins, uh, you like that. over Josh Allen. Also quick. Did you mean Sean McDermott? Doug McDermott's a basketball player. You know what? They might be <laughs> father, son. I, I met Sean McDermott. Dougie McBuckets. All right. Let's speed this up a little bit. Cause I got three more. Who would you rather have in a playoff game? Justin Herbert or Ryan Tannehill? This season, I mean, this season, this season, of course, of course, I take Justin Herbert. You know, there's no, is yeah. I mean, Tannehill, he's he's a solid player, but I think this one is a pretty, you know, simple question. Uh, Justin Herbert is a certified baller. He's he's going to be a fantastic player for years to come, um, and I think he has a lot to prove and, and willingness to to compete in, in that division and in that conference. Uh, I'll go with Herbert. Luis, yeah, same for me. Um, basically most based on a little fanboy um, point of view for me. So I, I think earlier in your podcast, I've already shown my big appreciation for what Justin Herbert has done in his career to this point and is doing right now in the season. Um, and yeah, I'm just, as I said, I'm a big fan of this boy and um, Ray Herbert. All right. Would you rather have the broken Baker Mayfield Who's the younger guy? Maybe he gets a little bit healthier, or the aging, crumbling Ben Roethlisberger with the years of playoff experience, who's out for revenge in his maybe his final season. Luis, who you got? You get one to quarterback a playoff game this year. I mean, right now Baker is really struggling because he's absolutely limited because of his uh, physical uh, physical conditions. He has right now. Uh, we're talking right now, okay? So yeah. as mm-hmm. it stands right now, um, I think I actually I would lean I would lean Ben because I mean of course he's fucking limited in his mobility, but if the if the O line works, if the pocket works, then he's still a pretty at least solid quarterback. I think we saw that on the weekend. So if he's able to stay in the pocket, if the po- pocket doesn't collapse too early. And he finds Claypool somewhere on the field or or some other guy. Um, I think right now I would lean I would lean Big Ben because yeah because Baker is so limited in his in his abilities right now just through all that all that stuff that probably hurt him right now. So um, I'm going Big Ben. Wow, Harrison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd have to agree with Luis. You know, it, there's two two flawed quarterbacks, but I'd much rather have the quarterback that underthrows the targets uh, than the person that consistently overthrows <laughs> the targets. Um, I mean, look, I, I know Baker. He, you know, regardless of whether I, he is hurt, but every game I just see him completely overthrow an open receiver, and I don't know. You know, if Stefanski knows that the man is hurt, I, I think they gotta resort to a different game plan. I, I know Chubb is is coming back uh, from injury as well, but they have some running backs that they could work in, uh, do some gadget plays with Jarvis. They have a, some good offensive weapons, so I don't I don't really know what's going on with that situation. I think with Tomlin, he he's much more 
aware of Ben's flaws. And obviously it, it is tough to see the man try and bomb it uh, <laughs> when clearly his arm is shot and he can't do that anymore. But again, with that offense, uh, quick dumps here and there, you let your offensive playmakers uh, dictate uh, how the game goes, uh, you know, with their playmaking, they got some fantastic young players over there. Um, so I, I got to go with Ben. All right. Two more real fast. You get Dak Prescott who, you know, was balling out. He's kind of come back to earth a little bit or Carson Wentz who's done the uh, the opposite direction where he's had a terrible start to the season. All of a sudden behind Jonathan Taylor, behind that O-line, I know they lost Quentin Nelson. So maybe this switches up a little bit, but Carson Wentz starting to look a little less stupid with the football some of his early turnovers were just flat out dumb. He's starting to look like a little bit more competent, giving you some of that dual threat ability that we've seen. Dak can do it as well. They're both sneaky athletic quarterbacks who can toss it around. Who would you rather have in a playoff game if the game is tomorrow, Dak Prescott or Carson Wentz? Luis, you go first. I go Dak. I honestly go Dak. Um, I mean, yeah, he's struggling right now with the whole uh, Cowboys team, but just based on the just based on the skill set he can bring to the table. Um, he has uh, his ability. I mean, no one that that had something to do with football is, um, is doubting his, his ability to play football, to play to play quarterback at a very high level. He needs to be healthy. He needs to have confidence in himself. But I'm going back. Harrison? I guess, you know, for me, I've just never been a believer in Dak Prescott. Um, so... I am in that minority category, I, I guess, but I, I would actually go with uh, Carson Wentz here. And I think one of the reasons uh, with Carson, I mean, I've never been a believer of him as well, um, especially after his injury. But what I will say is he's always played really well under Frank Reich. And I think that team just is able to use, utilize his abilities more. And, and uh, right now the thing is, is he's not, it's not really necessarily on his shoulders to win the game. I think they have a really good, you know, game plan. One of the best running backs down in the league and Jonathan Taylor. And, you know, they got some, some really good offensive weapons as well. Um, for me, it, it really comes down to, and that's the thing about the NFL, you know, like uh, Sean, you and I talk about this a lot. Uh, it really comes down to the egos of the coaches and who do you really trust to make your players make those decisions? Because again, they're the ones that are calling the plays, you know, um, and right now, you know, between, I don't, I'm not sure if, if Frank Wright is the one, you know, calling the plays in Indianapolis, but between him and, and Kellen Moore, sometimes I, I watch the offensive game plan of, of, of the Cowboys. And it's just very, very confusing to me because you think year after year, after year, after the year, the script should be so straightforward, but for some reason they just, you know, blow it up and, and end up doing something, I think maybe to prove a point to the league to say that, Oh, we could win in all these different types of ways that that seems to haunt them that year after year, you know? So yeah. I, I got to go with a, a more stable situation. I, I would go with, with Carson Wentz right now. He's looking really good. Yeah. It's amazing how they've turned around. Of course, a quarterback's job gets a lot easier when you have a guy like Jonathan Taylor, just running through and over people averaging, I think like four yeah, yards but, before he gets even contacted. But that's the point. Does Carson Wentz right yeah. now make the team make the offense look good or just the offense make Carson Wentz look good exactly. because I don't think I don't think that that Carson Wentz has has improved pretty much uh, throughout the season to now but um, of course the running game stepped up big time with Jonathan Taylor and you got Michael Pittman uh, more reliable as a as a really good pass, passing option 
Um, so um, I feel I just feel like that um, right now the Indianapolis offense make Carson Wentz look good. Well, on the other side, Dak Prescott always has to make uh, look the 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 Cowboys offense look good. So it's yeah. more on his shoulders. So I think it's it's hard it's hard to compare to to that point. So just based on based on the person, based on the player. I mean, I I still think Dak. So yeah, just want to say that. Yeah, no, that's a good good point. Is mm-hmm. The offense making Wentz look better. So the last last one. A guy who's made the Super Bowl. He's been around a little bit. He's been on two teams, you know, was the uh, the expat, uh, pun intended, from this organization to the new blood, the guy that Harrison says has been corrupted by the, the devil up in Foxborough. Would you rather have Jimmy G or Mac Jones? Harrison, you go first. Okay. Now, I, I know I've given Mac Jones his flowers. But this one is actually really tough because I feel like both both quarterbacks, if you take them outside of the systems that they're in, it's it's really tough to even consider which quarterback would, would be better, right? Because I don't really know if I could see Mac Jones playing in many other systems in the NFL besides the one that, you know, is groomed for him with McDaniels and, and Belichick. Same thing with the Garoppolo, too. You know, when he was playing there, he was playing really well in that system. And obviously, under Shanahan's crazy offense, uh, I think any any quarterback can produce. So I, I don't really know what these quarterbacks are like if you were to take them out of their systems and put them into a different team. It, it's kind of tough, you know. Obviously, you got a really young guy, and you got a guy that's uh, almost made it to the Super Bowl. So he made it to the Super Bowl. He's a play he away, he make, one overthrow away did. from winning. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's really tough. Uh, I guess. I'll go. I'll go with Mac Jones. You know, I'll I'll go with the young blood. He still has a lot more potential uh, to 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 reach. Uh, uh, we'll we'll go with him. Yeah, it's a tough one, Luis. Who do you got? The former Patriot or the current? So, yeah, I honestly think that I'm agreeing with Harrison as far as that. I don't really can imagine Mac Jones being successful in. And another team, another system, another offense in the NFL right now. Um, but uh, when we're talking right now, I think I think it's pretty impressive to see what the what the what the Forty Niners have done the last few weeks and um, how they turned the thing around. For now, um, uh, Jimmy G said after after the Rams game that he really uh, that he was really feeling like the offense that made it to the Super Bowl that year. Um, that he was pretty comfortable with that, and now with George Kittle back, um, I think he, yeah, he has another option to really rely on um, that makes him look good. So I think I go with the experience and at that point and go with go with um, with yeah. Jimmy G. Um, yeah, I like it. You guys disagreed on a lot of them, so it just kind of points to the the craziness of the NFL and the quarterback, where it's like. That's why people, you know, put such a premium on guys like Mahomes and Rogers, because once you get past that top tier, it's almost like a coin flip of I don't you don't trust half these guys to actually win in the bigger spots. So as we wrap it up here, Luis, my Rams going up against Harrison's Packers. Obviously, you would know where we would stand picking that game. So I want you to tell us who's going to win on Sunday, who's going to have the bragging rights between us. Your Cardinals have already beat my Rams. We don't need to talk about that. 
So let's talk about the Packers Rams. One of the best games of the weekend. Who do you think is going to win that one? Who's going to be put happier? some respect Harrison on the put some respect on the team, Luis. You know the right answer to this one. Yeah, LA. Yeah, I mean that that's a, that's a pretty pretty hard one to to look forward to. Don't worry um, about hurting our feelings. Come on, answer the question. Nah, I'm just I'm just I'm just thinking. You know. Um, it really depends on, on on so much things. I mean, they're pretty close. We don't have to talk about that. They're both pretty, pretty, pretty good NFC teams, um, pretty close to each other right now when it comes down to to their performances. Um, I mean, um, when we look at when we look at the Rams side, um, it comes down to how good the offense is working without without Woods. Um, um, how good OBJ can get included in that in that whole system, and um, a pretty important point for me also is um, how how the locker room reacts to to the OBJ addition uh, the, the the next couple of weeks. Um, if it's going to be pretty uh, harmonic, or if if there are like two sides, the OBJ side and the and the other side, like it was a bit of the Browns at the end. Um, and if but but if the but if the offense works, if as you as you already said, Sean, if um if they can include Sonny Michel more in the running game, if Henderson is healthy, um I'm I'm leaning I'm, I'm leaning Rams definitely. Let's go. Except maybe now he jinxes and, and I can't I I'm I'm really happy that Luis said that actually. You know, he he has an act for jinxing some teams. <laughs> I don't know, he's a Cardinals fan. The Cardinals keep winning. I'm gonna no, take no, but I, I, I got to be honest with you. Taking total objectivity and bias out of this, I think it's going to be a tough game for the Packers because we just lost one of our O-linemen. Bakhtiari is still not backed. <laughs> so having you know those two guys and with the rest of those rushers go at Rodgers, uh, especially with Rodgers' toe injury, it's going to be it's going to be a long day for him. So uh, <laughs> I'm I'm honestly not feeling as optimistic as I was a few weeks ago. Um, if you had asked me, I definitely would lean more towards LA, but you know, well, I'm hoping for the best. Yeah. It's weird too. Cause both teams need coming off some poor performances, both in the bye week for the Rams, both teams really almost need this win to stay alive in that hunt for the one seed and the very competitive, uh, NFC try to keep pace with the Cardinals. All that so just we, to be yeah, McCoy. Just- <laughs> to say to say that I'm I'm definitely rooting for for the Packers. That's for sure because you know we got you got to look at the divisional picture and yeah. another loss for the Rams would be like the best thing to happen for Arizona. Um, sitting on a couch at the bye week, getting healthy, um, and watching the Rams lose would be the best <laughs> thing I think uh, for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so the just just to that point, yeah. Okay, so we're gonna wrap it up here. That's the one of the best games of the weekend. How about this, though, before we get out of here? Would you guys rather watch the entirety of the Jets and Texans from kickoff till zeros on the clock in the fourth quarter or have to tackle Derrick Henry? I think I'm trying to tackle Derrick Henry. I think maybe you shoot low. If you get run over, you get run over. Just hope you don't get a concussion. I don't want to like you have to pay me to watch every second of that Jets-Texans game. It's going to be on the red zone probably maybe – one time, I would bet. Over under one and a half appearances from this game on the red zone. I'm taking the under. Please don't make me watch that. Well, you know, will Zach Wilson be back in, in, the, in the game against uh, 
Does it matter? Against the Texans? I think that yeah, would better if Joe Flacco would play because you get to watch Joe cute. Flacco just get crushed. <laughs> nah, man. I'm honestly, I'm honestly going to going to watch the game because I'm going to going to be honest with you guys, man. Uh, every day I get out of bed and every single part of my body hurts right now uh, due to training. <laughs> and so the last thing, the last thing I want to do is uh, to get in physical <laughs> touch with Derrick Henry. So uh, I'm going, I'm going to watch the game. <laughs> <laughs> self-preservation yeah, yeah I mean you know Luis is a, an Olympic athlete I'm just an average Joe uh, with semi-athletic capabilities so I, I in terms of uh, preserving my lifespan I think I'd rather go to that NFL game than get just totally demolished by King Henry <laughs> I don't I think you guys are really underestimating how bad that game was going to be it's just pitiful and infuriating football at least the pain with Derrick Henry, well, I mean, actually, uh, it could last a long time if you get seriously injured. But I, I was thinking more the pain would be temporary. Yeah. You know, you're just like, oh, that really hurt. Let me walk this off. With Jets Texans, that's three and a half hours of just mental torture. But maybe, maybe I'm underestimating how big of a man Derrick Henry is running at me full speed. Listen, man, it's it's nothing a few beers can't fix. You know. It, Hey, you're there with a few beers, you'll be okay. You know, I've seen King Henry just throw some guys in the shadow realm, and these are grown <laughs> men with careers and families, and uh, they've just never been the same. I mean, uh, look at Josh Norman. You know, ever since he got sent to, <laughs> you know, the man got pushed into a different continent. I don't think he, mentally he's ever been the same. I, and and that's him not even full on tackling the man. So uh, I'm with Luis here. We'll go enjoy the game together, Sean. Uh, we'll we'll uh, send we'll us the hospital, hospital bill when you're done. And yeah, just send us the bill. Yeah, just think uh, when you talk about the game, minus and minus equals plus. So maybe <laughs> it's going to be not that bad of a game. Um, we will see. Yeah, so you say if both teams are really bad, it could be a good game. Yeah, that does happen sometimes. I'll give you that one. Well, guys, appreciate you joining me again. Talking some NFL. Luis, enjoy the sunny shores of the Tenerife Sea out there. Harrison, sorry you're back. No longer in Europe. You're back to... Sunny Orlando, that's all you get. At least we have the beaches as well. But appreciate both of you guys joining me. Uh, keep listening to the podcast. Appreciate you guys following us, whether it's sports or we'll make sure the next one has a little bit more music involved for all you non-sports people out there. But follow, subscribe, tell your friends. Let's keep this thing growing. Appreciate both of you guys joining me, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.